1: Now, let's brew something up.
2: Hello, everybody. This is another episode of Event Brew coming at you in 2021, where things are weird. This is Nick Borelli from All Seated. I've got... Uh, Will, Tui, I've got no one from Canada. We can say anything we want about Canada in this episode. Do you guys feel free? Feel so free. Free as an
0: American.
1: I was just going to say that (laughs) one.
0: Eagles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now
0: let's
2: hear the sound of a maple leaf. You can't. The, that's why the ego is better than a made Sounds nice. just like Cram, Dustin Cram.
1: right now on this episode. <laughs> oh, Let's
2: test to see if he actually listens to these ones he's not on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Event Brew. We talk about things related to events and things related to uh, Canada and the United States um, and borders and things, which we will eventually get into. But first, we talk about what we drink. Uh, and I'm going to shoot through mine really quick because it's boring and not as uh, poisonous as it usually is. I've, got, I've been going through the catalog of Spindrift. Uh, flavored waters as i've been uh really tapped out of Mm. bubbly and all the other ahas and i'm i'm onto that brand and i'm doing the lemon limeade uh which is in the top three for me but it's no it's no pineapple but it's good
1: i'm proud Mm. of you nick i'm so proud of you drink
0: choice has been great so far yeah it's been like last couple episodes been really really impressive summer it's Mm. the summer of water summer of water I'm drinking tea, so I have not changed. Nick has changed, but I have not. But uh, I'm drinking honest organic tea. It's just a tad sweet peach oolong tea. I think I've been drinking this on the show before, but uh, I keep a bunch of bottles um, when I'm too lazy to brew tea. (laughs) Tui, what are you drinking? All
1: right, all right. I am drinking fresh squeezed watermelon juice that I did myself, organic. that's it. What's in it? It's just water watermelon. It's just, just water. It's just watermelon. It's melon juice. <laughs> it's melon juice. <laughs> but I mean like. It's an
2: ATM machine. It's
1: water. Wait, I do have a, I do have a um, secondary drink. This was dedicated for Dustin, but not anymore. So Nick, I'm going to dedicate to you.
2: Nice. Mm.
1: I feel like I'm in a safe zone, right? This is my sparkling water in a cup that ironically the Lowe's Miami Bar mm. Lobby also has.
2: You took that from the, the Lowe's? That's I great.
1: did not. It just looks exactly <laughs> like the Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> lobby bar. And Dustin Cups. bought me a drink last week. I Spent may or may not. Spent some time at
2: the uh, Lowe's lobby bar, did you? That now you're seeing things as uh, that is your reference. It's yeah. a collector's, um, <laughs>
1: collector's
0: That's item. That's what I'm doing like, from now on. I'm doing that from now on. Souvenir. Souvenir item, I should say. Just
1: one, yeah. just one glass from all the bars that we go to at conferences. Does that make you worry. a
0: klepto if you start um, stealing? Glasses I don't know, but I have
1: a feeling all the hoteliers are going to like put me on a blacklist. Like, hey, yeah, no, I guess. I literally, a love... picture
0: of you under every hotel lobby bar now says, "Beware, <laughs> she will steal." She takes glasses.
1: one glass. No, just one. Just one glass.
0: <laughs> it starts with one glass, and then it becomes a dozen, and then becomes you're stealing the whole bar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we are always drinking all the the booze, but we pay for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, lobby bars true. certainly are a place to uh, share good times and to also share microbes, I hear.
1: Oh, is that a segue? Uh, it's, a,
2: it's it's an awkward sev- uh, segue and one that is <laughs> grim uh, and uh, a downer, but sure. We'll, we'll, technically, uh, it goes under the category of segue. As we talk about uh, taking the air out of uh, the enthusiasm of the events <laughs> industry, And I've noticed in the last few weeks that uh, things are going the other way. Uh, You've got live events that are um, making uh, strides towards um, closing some of the uh, uh, freedom, so to speak, uh, adding some restrictions like face masks for some, asking for your COVID vaccination documentation for others, um, it looks like, as I look in the forums, that there are corporate events that are um, considering moving. Some have been uh, postponed. It's uh, it's March 2020 all over again. And uh, maybe not to that degree, you know, don't know. But all these variant conversations makes me feel like if I don't have a doctorate, I just need to just wait until someone tells me, what the new rules are because I don't know how to engage, you know, like, are we, are we halfway in is halfway dangerous? Um, there's people who like most things, uh, feel like if you're not doing it the way that they're doing it full tilt, then you're an enemy and you're an evil person. And I'm like, uh, just kind of hanging out in my house, trying to figure this stuff out again.
0: Well, it's interesting too that, yeah, it was it last week, the CDC came out and said, here's all the states that basically have a high risk of COVID transmission and you you must now wear a mask indoors after, you know, even if you're vaccinated, right? And that like furorated a lot of people. They're like, I literally got vaccinated. I'm I'm supposed to be good. Why do I have to do this? Right. And like, it seems like a complete reversal of everything and all the progress that was getting made. And yeah, now everyone's starting to go, well, wait, maybe this isn't quite over yet. And that reason why we did <laughs> what was that i was saying it's a, it was an anticlimactic end to the pandemic maybe it wasn't the end right as things kind of uh, start to to look a little bit yeah like march in some ways Tui, what are you saying
1: so nick you actually posted um claire from bitch bash posted a conversation about what the event industry is seeing and a lot of the comments have been canceled you know this event two events here rescheduling because of the new updates and rules so i don't know i haven't been getting no. any cancellations but a lot of our things have been virtual and hybrid not anything this year for like big live events yeah oh i had one earlier P- but that was in dallas P-
0: i'm wondering too like you know yeah i had a i had a client that said they were going all in in person um and then they switched to 100 virtual back again Um, So I think that's – we're going to see a little bit more of that really, really recently. But um, I don't know. What's interesting is like I think in the beginning of this year, it felt like there was an end in sight, right? The vaccine was coming. We were rolling it out. But now that this is happening, like I can't tell you. I can tell you when this end is going to be in sight because like, right, like we're – the biggest concern is the Delta variant, right? That's like – I mean if you're listening to this right now in – what month are we in? August of 2021. That's like the big concern right now. Um, but in the you know come December, is there gonna be the echo variant and the I can't do all the <laughs> the entire alphabet, but um, you know, like is that a concern that we have to be worried about now that you know that everyone's gonna say well we're we're never able to truly get through this, what that's gonna look like it, it definitely feels like a little bit more like march except for march was easy it was like oh we're gonna get a vaccine or we'll push through this in some sort of way and there will be an e- maybe an end to this or it'll just be really really long now it feels like what does the future look like at the defense industry as a whole in some ways to me definitely feel, a lot of uncertainty
1: i feel like the corporate world isn't i don't know at least like my, from my experience they have always been cautious with 2021 20, and getting back I, that's why i haven't done any like fully live yet Um, projects but it definitely affects like social and wedding industry i don't know nick are you what are you saying from your social
2: and wedding industry isn't even remotely from our side from what we see uh isn't even remotely um bothered by any of this stuff they're just moving along uh they um don't have the same risk fears because they're uh, th- there is an assumption that every person does whatever um, they choose to do on their own volition that there's no organizations bigger than the, the one uh, when it comes to social events. It's just a bunch of individuals. So, therefore, no one is being forced to do anything and the liability falls upon the person themselves making the choice to do what they do. Uh, so social for us, uh, you know, and all seated, we're seeing that there's there's tons of growth uh, and mm-hmm. no slowing down um, because of that. Our like uh virtual uh, sales tool for uh, venues is selling really really well because uh, the um, people are everyone's trying to uh, book their social events with that and then it's enough to power uh the funds for the venues to be able to afford you know kind of software again and be able to um, do that. Uh, in preparation for eventually, you know, being able to do that with corporate and show off their spaces that way, but they they have enough money coming in where they can afford that through the social. So it's uh, some like the vendors that you know live in both worlds that are both corporate and social. Um, they're, they're kind of okay right now um, because there's such a flood for social coming back. Like everyone who was supposed to get married last year didn't and, and many of them postponed to this year and are getting married this year on top of the people who would have got married this year. So in any other year, this would have been the biggest wedding year ever because it was two years with the weddings in uh, the same amount of Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Or, or you know, Saturdays certainly are huge. Um, so, because of that, there's scarcity, uh, and it is uh, it's a seller's market when it comes to venue spaces and a lot of other uh, things when it comes to the social. And meanwhile, on the corporate side, we're seeing. Um, cautiousness on events over a certain size uh so if it's corporate and it's internal uh it seems like much of those are staying in virtual uh if it's external and there are stakeholders and there is some kind of pipeline that needs to be met um they're cautious when it comes to um the uh events but when they're larger it seems like things are being pushed back so uh, I think it's scale and corporate are like the two things, and then the, the 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 worst case scenario is scale, corporate, and international. Those are the ones that are that are being um, that didn't even get really on the books many of them this year. But even in our own even in our own industry, we saw that there actually were quite a few that did. Um, IMAX, as an example, is still going to be taking place in uh, in las vegas as we speak right now um and that's very international when it comes to our industry i mean bizbash is the next one i'll be attending face-to-face barring you know further complications but who knows i don't i i i, I you know, bought a flight but you know i, I don't know how wait work in tampa out yeah
1: i might see you down there oh cool
2: yeah yeah going back to florida which is apparently
1: well maybe we'll see the
2: worst place well, yeah place say, we florida just is
0: a black hole like covid can never enter it right
2: <laughs> Apparently, Florida last month while we were there was the worst COVID month that they've had uh, ever, including 2020. Which oh. is so
0: funny because if that we was happening maskless, in March, no one would have traveled there in March, you know, everyone would have been like, "Oh my gosh, don't go!" Like I remember in Arizona, Arizona was at the peak. People were like, "I would never. I'm not coming to Arizona. Like I'm staying away from Arizona." I, I think the just... un,
2: the unsaid thing is uh, out loud because it's like sounds flippant and dangerous. Is I think people are over caring. I, I don't mean everyone, certainly. And, well, this thing just, and there's overcare. a lot of people that care a lot. Uh, you're going to get COVID. I'm going to get COVID. I'm probably going to get COVID. I'm OK with that. I got to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that's like really terrible to say, because then it's like, well, you know, you're making a choice of, you know, rolling the dice and it affects other people and this and that. And it's like, yeah, but I also like feel fairly pessimistic about this going away. Like now imagine if you replace COVID. I know this last year when people said this, it was terrible. Because it was a false equivalent, but I think we're moving closer to this being an equivalent, uh, and that's saying, "Look, I'm not living, not going to stop living my life because I could catch the cold. I'm going to catch a cold. It's going to happen. I'm going to still live my life catching a cold." Now, when people said that in 2020, people were like, "That's terrible because the cold doesn't kill X amount of millions of people, etc." Which it does, Uh, but you know, it did it rapidly and it did all those things, and it was, it was still, it was a false equivalent. But now, with with um, the vaccine. It can hit you hard, uh, for sure. But but the uh, put hospitalization aspect of it is not a universal thing for people with the vaccine. I also have a hard time imagining like how we're supposed to live our lives uh, to people who have had the vaccine and can get the vaccine. Uh, how we're supposed to live our lives in defense of the people that didn't take it because they're like science deniers or whatever. It's kind of like, I mean.
0: Let's, There's let's definitely like, like a lot of apathy that's that's happening. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if we it talked about it on show or if I only it's talked fatigue.
2: about it like like you just fatigue. Yeah. You just like I'm just, you know what? This is life now, you know? Like that's what we do as human beings as we adapt. And we're doing a lot of stuff to adapt, but I honestly think I'm not, and I'm not a person saying let's have live events for uh because we need to or because you know they're important or all the like the, we have we have alternatives now so like I, I clearly believe that that's the case what i'm saying is is that i think that our ability especially in the united states to sustain life the way it has been for the last year and a half um with with a potential forever war against this this thing uh in play i think what we'll find is an include an uh, increasing amount of apathy towards what will happen it's like i might get i might get pretty sick okay you know, like if it's not a killer virus that knocks out, you know, X amount of percentage of people and we're looking at years of this thing, I mean, we're, you know, you're going to get sick. Uh, and I think that like that's somewhere there is what's what people are going to say. And I know if people are like really emotional about this or that loved ones that were hit by it at different times or whatever. I'm trying not to be flippant about it. I'm just saying I don't think people's ability to sustain. uh an endless variation of this without there being dire consequences in a high statistical uh, like uh, possibility are going to be the case. So what we're going to do is probably going to get a little bit cleaner with our processes. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic about that too. Uh, and then uh, we're just going to be able to find an acceptable, you know, amount of loss. But when it comes to corporate and large scale, Those are the ones where I'm like, I think people are going to do the math on it and they're like, okay, can I really can we really afford to lose, you know, key team members uh, productivity or I mean, that's really the worst way to put it. But like, you know, in danger or make people sick, you know, because we've made them go to a show. Um, My answer is probably not, especially with billions of dollars being poured into virtual outlets to make them even
0: more uh, attractive. Uh, Yeah, I mean, people will be like, "Well, what's the purpose of this exactly for me to do this this way?"
2: Yeah, unless you can quantifiably, which events have always been really poor at, quantifiably prove that without this event, your business will fail. Um, Then, um, you know, I I
0: think I think I think you bring up this good point though that like at some point it's gonna be yeah like it's gonna be a statistics question, right? They're gonna say, "Okay, like what are the chances?" And I think right now. Like, COVID is so big in the news that if you were to find, like, if someone, a no event wants to get on a headline saying, you know, five people contracted COVID at this event or whatever it is, or it's the super spreader event or whatever it may be. So there's that fear of what it looks like. But, like, let's think about it this way. Um, well, I mean, maybe like PAX. When there was the like uh, the swine flu outbreak, right, it was one of the lo- like more recent examples of when that ended up happening. But for those who don't know, just look up PAX. Penny Arcade 20- Expo 20- that one. Yeah, uh, n- um, I or think a that was PAX. like different. That that yeah that, that PAX, yeah yeah okay. um, yeah. So uh, yeah, like PAX East, PAX West, the yeah, RePop yeah. show. Yeah, um, that 2017 they had like a swine flu outbreak and it got known as like the PAX Pox, um, which is actually really clever. But long story short of it is <laughs> that like. No one would cancel their event before to be like, oh my gosh, like there's a like flu outbreak within my event or whatever it is, they would just be like, Well, yeah, that's just Murphy's Law, something bad ended up happening. But I think because everything's in so high of headlines, like no one wants to be the, the super spreader event. So I'm wondering at what point too, like if this is gonna continue on endlessly, is at what point are people gonna decide that like yeah, this is a PR question rather than it is a health and safety question? Because I think like, for example, a lot of events we're seeing these these last couple of weeks, we've been posting screenshots of lots of events that are requiring vaccines that are social, concerts, corporate, you know, everything like that. And not just like, oh, you have to – I think it's a lot of like you have to have a negative test or um, vaccination, but I'm seeing a lot more events that are just like you have to be vaccinated, period. So I think like once we start to see that, that's how – maybe the way that we push past this apathetic state is like – okay, is this a PR question? Do I really worry that there's someone's going to contract it or die because of my event versus not? Um, I don't know. Tui, what do you think?
1: I'm, like, teeter-tottering because there's moments where I'm like, but, Nick! And then there's other moments where I was like, thinking back on last year of us trying to predict COVID. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we was should way do like off. an
0: episode where we listen back to like March and we're like, Oh yeah, well, this is going to only last, you know, or this is going to end up happening.
1: So I don't know. I just, I, I feel like corporate world would still be more cautious. Mm-hmm. Like I, because what you were, what you guys were saying, like there's other options besides in person. Um, there's hybrid there's virtual now so i don't i don't know maybe just they would probably just take a little step back for the rest of this year and change platforms or reschedule or something of that sort but i i feel like there's it's not as huge as like when covid originally hit like i don't think we're gonna go back i don't think people are gonna start getting laid off again
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think at this point, like people have plans and they have like the ability to go back to, I mean, like if there's an event company that's still holding on for purely only live only right now, I don't know if that company even exists anymore. So I think every company has the ability to retract back into it. Whereas like in March of last year, you know, one percent of companies was focusing on virtual and hybrid events you know mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm thinking too that like people were like oh well this sucks yeah i was gonna buy a bunch more equipment and start staffing up my audio engineers as an av company but now i'm not going to i'm gonna focus still on what we were doing before um i think you're right i don't think it's necessarily we're gonna hit as hard as it did before
2: yeah that, i guess that's my main point is that i don't think it can hit as hard as before because i don't think people are as scared I think that there's there's going to be with each movement of this, there's going to be an increasing number of people who are going to cross over from fearful to, yeah, I'm going to get some covid or, you know, it's it's going to happen or I got to live my life and it, because it, it can't sustain that forever. Uh, and especially when it's not hitting as hard when it comes to, yes, the numbers are hitting hard, but like the hospitalization and like. I don't know the last time I've known someone personally who has gone to the hospital because of COVID. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure it's happening all over the place, but it's and it's super anecdotal for me to say that. It's not science or numbers or anything, but um, I, I have known the last two live events I've attended, I've known p- people personally who got COVID from those events. And I'm going to another one. So what's that mean? I literally was at a place with people at an event, and they got COVID, and then I went to another event, And other people I know got COVID, and I'm going to go to another event. So where am I on that list? I'm definitely not scared of COVID. Well, Uh, let's –
0: I'll throw like a hypothetical. Let's say, for example, you know, this unforeseeable future variant that comes out, right? It completely can penetrate through all the vaccines that we have. And it's way worse, like mm-hmm. oh know. let's just assume that it's like a bullet. It turns your your insides into liquid. Let's just make it just horrific, whatever it is because I think yeah. everyone also everyone has their definition of what the acceptable like pain they would be willing to take totally, to do this, right? But let's assume it's the worst. It just let's just assume like it could kill so a ten everything on the ten
1: scale? It, yeah, it's like a contagion
0: it's like contagion. You get it, and with it instantly, you're like dead, basically, right? So let's oh, assume it's wow. the worst. I, and I know I'm I'm picking like worst case scenario. I'm always like a wor- prepare for the worst, hope for the best kind of guy. Yeah, prepare for so, Ebola and yeah, yeah. So like, assume it's really terrible, right? Do you think that like you would continue going to events if no. this just continues to happen and your vaccine just completely ineffective to this happening? No, yeah, no,
1: for sure. I'm well, not. Yeah. I'm not
2: like also jumping off buildings and like you know trying <laughs> to like. But right now it's an acceptable risk to see where Where I'm looking at where where it's at right now. And like if I'm faced with a one in, you know, a few hundred or a thousand or whatever it is, chances of getting really, you know, like a a really bad uh, cold that knocks me out for a few days. I feel like as someone who's been traveling for years, I've been playing that game for a long time. Uh, So and I've got really bad, you know, flu from travel uh it's just one of those things again i know there's someone out there that's like i yeah you know, this is just really really specific my experience if i'm an event organizer or i shouldn't say that if i'm like an end client if i'm an organization that's like trying to produce an event i don't think i'm going to produce events in 2021 personally if it's like i'm holding other people's hand or lives in my hand uh, i don't think i'm producing event of any kind of scale um this year because i think there's better opportunities for that and i think that not even a pr uh problem issue it's more of an hr issue like i'm I'm not going to put team members in uh positions of risk that said like our organization is sending people to an event and our organization has told everyone that there is absolutely no one on our team who has to go anywhere who doesn't want to and it's been written reiterated new rules have been created for that no one has to go. Um, and if we didn't have enough people to do the things that we would, you know, we signed up for, then we would cross that bridge. But uh, it would not come at the, you know, at the, the sake of anyone else. And like, that's what I think a lot of organizations are doing. So for right now, the, the basis of, of like, as just gave you the example of my personal experience, we're taking a stance of if you feel comfortable based on what's out there right now then you want to take that risk that's up to you it's not a we haven't got to a point of travel ban or anything like that but um, we're in between where we're saying like you can this could be your job duty to go there and yet if you don't feel comfortable then you don't have to go Um, so uh, i think that like there's going to be there's going to be some middle ground where last year there wasn't middle ground it was just no one's traveling you know we're 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 not going to do this. And I think that, like, if we start to see escalation into the realms that Will was painting into the the grimmest, uh, you know, places. And the um, darkest yeah, the Yeah, which I think you were I, I, earlier. I heard that you were born in the dark uh, and that you didn't. <laughs> you didn't
1: uh, it's his first just, year out of that cave. You see yeah, you didn't adopt it time. like some people we
0: know. So that's good. <laughs> So, so you know, the born in the dark room with the
2: computer, (laughs) (laughs) I was nearly there, uh, nearly. Uh, So, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, again, I'm not trying to be I I don't know what I'm trying. I'm just trying to I'm apologizing ahead of time for anyone because I'm just an idiot. But uh, I do feel like people will um, uh, people are going to, you know, individuals are going to make choices like I am where they go. Yeah, it's an acceptable risk. But organizations are going to be less likely to do that because acceptable risk when you're putting other people at risk uh, is is bad form. Uh, And um, especially when it's, you know, when you can bring it down to dollars and cents, you're like, I'm putting my people at harm for profit. Bad look uh, probably doesn't fit many people's mission statements. Uh, And uh, also with where we're at right now in technology, it's probably not even true. You know, like there probably are absolutely opportunities that can uh, mitigate uh, the risk to the organization while still, you know, accomplishing goals and then without having putting people in harm's way in a way that even last year wasn't the case. So I think we're in this place now where um, the, the, the scary thing isn't as scary, although it's trending towards potentially scary, but I think it'll probably end up being like middle scary. But for a long period a longer period of time than anybody realizes uh because i think that you're right there's going to be other letters in the alphabet uh to go through uh but after that i think it's just going to come down to maybe there's a new level of um the types of events that that survive uh and the types of events that don't i think social pretty protected because liability is you know not a consideration it's personal accountability um and large-scale events I, I don't think most large-scale events need to happen in the first place, frankly. So um, that's a big thing to say, I guess. But, like, <laughs> uh, a 10,000-person event is terrible most of the time. And I think that, like,
0: we're going to Unless find – Unless it's a concert, then it's awesome.
2: Yeah. I,
1: well, NPI concerts. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I need to just pause because I am Nick on, Nick's unofficial hype woman. You are not an idiot.
2: Well, I mean, I'm, I I don't for know every, the I certainly don't know everything. I'm just speaking without thinking about anything. Yeah, we're just at this lobby mouth. bar <laughs> drinking. Yeah, I don't. I, like, there's no, I didn't do extensive medical homework prior to going into this episode. Uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um,
0: you, I you know what? Sorry, this might I'm be like way lawyer. off topic. Yeah. The, 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 so the, I, it's funny. I literally just saw on LinkedIn, we were like just hopping on real quick before we got on on to record this episode and i saw a post that someone tagged me and they're like i want to know what your opinion is will and like tagged me with like a bunch of other people and it was like put a put a one if you are for sure gonna wear a mask at your events in fall two if you're not and then three if it i don't know it was like it depends or what it was and i was just like how many like we've been preaching this since the beginning is like the number of people that need to be listening to medical professionals so i replied back i said well, I'm going to listen to the medical professionals and the scientists out there who are saying that it's currently safe. To, like you need to be wearing a mask even if you're vaccinated indoors at places. And so that's what I'll be doing. And it just like – I'm like I have a feeling it's going to get like a ton of upvotes when I say that. I don't do it for the upvotes. But it just blows my mind that how many event professionals are asking other event professionals what are they going to do? Like what what's with this like opinion that's just going to continually run rampant – around it versus like i love it nick that you're saying like i didn't do the medical i'm not the medical guy don't, hey, don't listen, listen to me, about to me. The medical piece. i'm just
2: i'm just giving you it as an anecdote as far as a, a human being's experience going through uh last year and not attending a single live event uh when i had the opportunity to because i'm like yeah it's just not within the best interest of my family to do that two the place where I was, you know, watching the story progress over a year and a half. And my first event that I've gone to since December 2019 was in June 2021 uh, when I thought the circumstances were, you know, better. And people still got COVID then. And I talked to them and I have since as well. And, yeah, rough couple, rough weekend of feeling, you know, way under the weather. Um, you know, that's I don't want that uh, as a person with kids up until last year i experienced that like every other week anyway because kids are like first i got to hear what you say like
0: I, someone with kids up until last week and i was like wait is there something you want to share with
2: us oh then? no no, no. <laughs> i mean like up until last year last year was the first year i didn't get sick all the time because of kids because my kids mm-hmm. were at home with me you know so like they weren't going out and like you, you want to talk about super shredder or super shredder huh I'm looking at super many, shredder, looking at too like many turtle, n- turtle, ninja yeah. turtle references yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> My entire uh, room is Ninja Turtle, so I'm, there's at least three or four super shredders around me. Uh, super spreaders, kids are super spreaders constantly, uh, and they just they they just are. Uh, so I'm used to the idea of like uh, things around me that will you know an acceptable uh, you know I guess uh, opportunity to get sick because of choices I make. Um, so yeah, I uh, ultimately. Uh, You know, do whatever you think is, you know, right for you. But if you're an organized someone organizing things or if you're someone who is in charge of other people, just consider the fact that, you know, if you have to make choices for other people, that's a big ask right now still. Uh, And consider that um, some kind of statement where. You give people the opportunity to make their own choices like I am. Um, it's totally fair. I also don't think anyone feels bad or or thinks ill of anyone who is making the choice right now not to engage in live events, as far as organizations and their team members go. You know, I think live events professionals are some of the worst people to ask any of this stuff. To, to Will's point, because they they just they have too much at stake. You know, I'm I'm reading a lot of these you know uh, polls and things right now, and, and there's so many people saying like we need to get live events back together and like uh, you know this is part of human nature and it's like well no one's debating any of that human nature stuff Uh, but it doesn't mean that you put people in you know jeopardy simply because it's in your best professional interest or it's the thing that you've dedicated your life your life to like those are um, not really factors when it comes to um, making decisions that that bring other people in for yourself maybe you know I'm, I'm fine with that Uh, But if you're making other people do things, then um, it should follow the things that are important to them um, and it should, um, you know, not violate any of your missions. So consider looking at your mission statements. And then if you have events that are predicated on other organizations participating for them to be successful, I mean, and you're, you're someone who's doing the business math, Consider that uh, it might Not add up uh, and that's why I think I was just Like Dahlia and I in the last couple of weeks have been Talking like just shaking our head so much At the idea that we, we believe more and More that people didn't learn all the lessons they were Supposed to last year uh, it, Like it's becoming like Maybe, we, Because we those people like,
0: still have the lessons to learn now this Year oh. they're gonna they're yeah, gonna try to do the exact same Thing and make mistakes and they're gonna be like That's oh, all oh. we talk about now Is just like, I
1: think that's why it's a blessing in the skies Because I feel like we all of a sudden moved so fast into like reopening and just like bringing everything up. Then everyone got really, really busy. And this is to just have us slow down. Like I was thinking you gave your example uh, personally, Nick, right before L.A. County got the mask mandate indoors, regardless of um, vaccination status. I went to the movies and we just chose to wear our mask. We didn't have to, but it made me think, oh, I should probably just get tested go back you know i was doing that like every other week at last year and i just haven't done it in a while so it just makes me slow down and personally and just you know go back to just being more cautious more safe um and i think that's what our industry needs to do It's just take a step back what is that nick what are you showing oh, never us mind.
0: I'll, I'll tell you later
1: <laughs> we're recording <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs>
0: Never – if someone's just not saying anything and holding it up to the screen, you're not ever supposed to say what it is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I I didn't mean to snitch. I didn't mean to snitch. I didn't didn't anticipate that. My my, my thought flow was off.
0: Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, though. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good good point. I've I've been thinking about the same thing, too. It's like – yeah, like if – you know we went through a whole year it, yeah it sucks to have to wear a mask again but like really like in the grand scheme of things like yeah no i'm not going to remember the year i had to wear another mask you know like i think i'll be fine just deciding to to wear the mask and just do go ahead and do it right so and i think that that's i think the the one thing and nick you mentioned this and i was we were talking about this pre-show and and the, the topic is that you said the the only thing that is certain is uncertainty and I think that, that our industry needs to remember that because we are so rooted in what we do. We're about Murphy's Law. We're about being able to handle anything that we get thrown We've at us. We've been doing
2: it for and, weather for like a million years, right? You're like, yeah. yeah well, just imagine your event, a, you know, wherever it is, is rain. outside. It could rain, you know?
0: They're like, it's oh, a- it's in Arizona right now. We're still going to have a rain plan. It rains yeah. here three days a year. Okay, like still we're going to have a rain plan, right? But you're right. And, and I think it's really interesting to see in an industry – That is just so overwhelmed with uncertainty that they can't just be like, okay, what is? But I think the reason why is that this isn't like an event not happening or you having to reschedule. This is like people's paychecks attached to this. And that's probably what scares the crap out of people is that they don't know how to deal with the uncertainty of the like the, the my my income might go away. My job might go away and everything like that one. In reality, it's it's the exact same thing that we do to prepare for all these events and prepare for a rain plan, like you said. When it comes to events, is just you have it's, to be prepared be for anything to happen.
2: It's going to be a lot harder this year too. The a lot of the lessons, unfortunately, you're behind the eight ball if you're trying to learn them now. You should have been reskilling. You should have been broadening your abilities, less specialization, uh, and understanding that. Uh, no matter what happens, like how do you plan for an event where an event can't happen? And that's yeah. the thing that we got the answer to last year. There was unlimited amounts of free content, uh, uh, unprecedented amount of uh, of money being put into the I- industry. There's never been more money put into events industry than there has in the last like year. And it's all gone into tools that we needed that we didn't have before. It wasn't like it was an unprecedented yeah. amount of money going into new venues or... Uh, food trends or you know, uh, whatever. It was put into the things that you didn't have.
0: I'm sure this scares the crap out of people too now. I'm thinking about, yes, I agree 100%. I also think that people are freaked out too because you know, in March of last year, I don't even know when it like it got contacted, but like, right, like furloughs happened, unemployment became available, stimulus checks were coming out, but now we're looking at it and people are like we can't hire enough people, right? Like I'm pretty sure that I had to wait 30 minutes for Jack in the Box last week because it took for, like, there's a staffing issue across the
1: entire country. Why were you right? at Jack in the Box? Was That's it at 2 a.m.? It, it was bad decision, What time? Guys. What time? I had,
0: be, I had 15 minutes before my movie started. I had to get something fast, okay? So for the record. I exclusively
2: um. make bad decisions, and I can tell you that, like, <laughs> I – uh, would I've, never eat Jack in the Box. <laughs> no, it's regional. So. Only
1: after like two AM is it only ex- is it when it's acceptable. I,
2: I would it eat was, it if we had. It was it. horrible.
0: It was
1: but horrible. Okay, so but
0: to the point though is that like you know we had a safety net. That safety net's gone now. So now I think the stakes are. Like, are 100% there. This is, like, I think I said I said this, like, at the beginning of the pandemic. I said this was a time to make mistakes. Like, Nick, you are talking about, like, there was so much opportunity for people to try new things, break things, and everyone forgave them, right? Like, I even made mistakes and talked about them on this show as well. And it's funny, but if you make that mistake now, like, 2021, people are going to be like, did you learn your lesson in 2020? Like, what are, you, what are you doing? At least the people that are at the level in which I think event professionals need to be at. So I think this is something also maybe that might be adding a little bit of scariness to the uncertainty, but again, it's, it's I think people that put
2: their heads under the sand and held their breath for this to be over uh, before things got back to the way that they were comfortable doing things uh, are in for a rude awakening because that 2019 is never coming back. It it just isn't, there's always going to be new opportunities. Now these, these new ways that we can connect with people uh, are are out there they're they're things that you can use uh they're they're probably the appropriate thing for a lot of uh events that uh you know you've been using just the, the same tool for every job for quite some time because it's the one you're comfortable with on top of the fact that the idea of um global or local instability is something that isn't going away either so mm-hmm. uh, i think that like if you if you're still like all right, how long do I have to wait now until things get back to 2019? Never, it's never going to happen. You you need to like no matter what, learn how to do things differently, how to learn how to do more things, specialize when it's when it's the good times and when it's not the good times, go broad, have different skills and survive because like it's not. It's not the time where everybody gets to do the thing that they love to do always in the exact way that they do it. Now it's the time to be able to, you know, figure out how you can go from, you know, where people need help in the way that they need help and be able to have a diverse set of skills and likely probably, uh, you know, extending your community to be able to have people that you can lean on with those skills. You don't necessarily have to have them yourself, but like just like last year, I think that was one of the biggest stories that came out is the fact that people's communities kept them afloat. Um, I think we need to also reinvest in that all the all the end of the week, you know, week um, happy hours and all the other stuff that happened, you know, that were part of a community getting together. And, you know, sometimes it was a little, you know, after a certain period of time, you're like, okay, I get this. But uh, the sentiment of, Uh, us all being in this together, we're going to be in this together and connected to each other uh, and not isolated forever now. And I think that, like, we need to be able to cross-train each other to be able to call upon each other for different tasks and different skills um, for times that are good in this direction and times that are less good in other direction. And I think that's what we need to consider is not this – What do we do when? How long do we have to wait until this is over? We have to think about like, no, this is just rain, you know. Like we're good at planning for rain, and this is another kind of rain. We just need to have a plan for it, and when it comes in, we go into this mode. At least I had to deal with rain a lot. I had a a a a chef that we used to this joke with, Mm -hmm. uh, the owner of our uh, venue. Um, He was like, "Okay, we're going to have this wedding. It's going to be outdoors and we're going to use our shivari chairs This 15, 16 years ago Uh, at the height of their powers. uh, We're going to have our shivari chairs from the inside. We're going to bring them outside uh, around the the water fountain and they're going to get married (laughs) outside. And we said, that's a great plan. What if it rains? And the owner (laughs) of the said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to plan for it not to rain. So then, which was the perfect, like, <laughs> <laughs> no plan. So then every time we had something, like, the the chef and I looked at each other like, oh, that's the dumbest thing we've ever heard. Uh, every time we ever had an instance where we saw people, like, basically planning not to plan, we were like, hope it doesn't rain, you know? Like, let's plan for it not to rain. Plan and that became probably. our thing.
1: I love that. Yeah. I like
2: that. Yeah. It was a real thing that happened. So now I think about that frequently when I see people are like, uh you know like hey look i only do this one thing in this in this one way uh and then i would be like my challenge would be like what if that thing you can't do that anymore uh, their their you know response would be like uh uh <laughs> i just hope it doesn't rain you know and that's uh we, you know then then at that point uh it's on you you had a year potentially to uh you know get over the shell shock and 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 teach yourself some new things and uh it's uh it's not going away what's not going away maybe covid goes away what's not going away is uncertainty uh and what's not going away is um instability you know th- those are things that guess what it's part of the world that always has been but now with the world that's super global uh and and more connected than it's ever been uh with higher stakes with more empathy Uh, with more, um, you know, uh, real heightened wins and losses potentially uh, up for grabs. We're living in a world where um, we're living in a time of change, period, in all ways. And I think that, like, if you're not a change agent who is fluid, then, you know, you're just going to get going to get gone.
1: Yes. Yes. To all that last, like, five minutes, Nick, I'm...
2: (laughs) yeah i love like knowing it. you Did, didn't lots breathe lots of yes gifts cool well anybody else have anything else they uh want to say about uh the, the the time period where we don't know what's going on next
1: <laughs>
0: all all my profound thoughts are gone
1: hmm. i just fully agree with, ditto Mine am the like the christmas house have you seen that where like the christmas house it's like all lit up that's you nick with all your knowledge <laughs> and then i'm the house next door with ditto with an arrow pointing your way,
2: <laughs> it's the end of my day. So at the end of this, I probably won't talk for the next like two hours. So I, <laughs> I apologize that you got all of it at once. I'll oh, just play Pokemon once. for the next uh, two hours of my my day before I go to bed. Uh, well, excellent. Uh, look uh, I, on a hopeful note, I uh, I really think that uh, you know you got this, event pros. This is this is this is actually what you're good at. You should you should remember that it's just one level above where you thought you're really good at coming up with a plans and B plans. All right, take that idea and make it to the thing that you actually do. You know, if your thing that you actually do is gone, what do you do? Like really get out there as far as your ability to think, uh, not just laterally, but think in you know, diagonally and into all different directions. Um, so it's, uh, it's up to you, but I think that you got it. Personally, everyone I know in this industry has it. They just have to be reminded of it. Um, so tell us what you think um, would be the uh, the line in the sand that would send everybody um, either to getting over it or to going back to where we were. Like, Is there is there something that happens uh, that you're looking for as an indicator? Because I'm curious about that a lot. You know, like what's the big line? We did an episode about this last year. You know, what are the... What are the signs of change? What are the signs of, you know, so what if things either are just this is we're going to get over this or um, we're going to go back to 2020 in, in the way that we can't have live events. Um, tell us what would, it, what would it take in your mind to like really push that on, a, on at least a national level uh, or let's say North American level so we can include Dustin's comments as well. Um, so if you want to tell us that it's uh, eventbrew at helloendless.com. Uh, you can use the hashtags, which I think we have at least one that has uh, event brew in it. Uh, if there's other ones, it's probably like, uh, you know, event crew or uh, event uh, 2E, which I think must be a hashtag by now, right? Like the, the fans. your what? fans use that. Is that what your fans do? I forget <laughs> what your your fandom. <laughs> uh, I have
1: three f- fans. It's YouTube, <laughs> and then one of them is not recording today.
2: Yeah. Well, let's we'll start using that hashtag. Uh, so yeah, that's really it. Uh, I, uh, uh, can't wait to, uh, see what's next. And I know that we'll, uh, we'll do it together. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks again for
0: listening to event brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also be sure to head over to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or tell us what topics you want to hear covered. See you next time on event brew.